Welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Groots. It is March the 18th, 2022. It is another edition of the post-game show where the Bitten Lady Cardinals are back in the state championship game for the first time since 2016 with a 47-42 win over Helias Catholic, avenging a December 27th loss to them in the Jefferson City Invitational. I did not recap this game alone. I was able to get a phone interview. I was able to get some help to recap this game. I'm bringing on that one of the heavy hitters. I'm bringing on Brandon Zinner. Of Newspreads now. We're going to recap the game, talk about tomorrow's state championship, and then I'm going to get his thoughts on the Missouri Western women's run all the way to the Elite Eight. Here's my recap of the game with Brandon Zinner. We are here on the Cliff Notes podcast. We are recapping the um, Class 4 Misha Show Me Showdown Final Four game between Benton and Helias Catholic. And I couldn't find a better guy to have on than my guy, Brandon Zinner from News Press Now. Brandon, how are you? Doing great. Glad uh, I'm going to be covering a state championship game for Benton. First time in six years. And, uh, yeah, just a well-deserved group. Yeah, um, I got to ask you, first of all, before we talk about the game, how much rest have you gotten the last couple of weeks with uh, everything with Missouri Western going on? And uh, just talk about the cr- crazy last couple of weeks, how it's been crazy for you. Uh, yeah, not much rest, but uh, I mean that's okay. I mean we're witnessing some some pretty historic moments here. I mean Missouri Western and Northwest are both in the Elite Eight for the first time in, in history uh, at the same time. Uh, obviously, we know what Northwest has done, and the, that's just a turnaround from Missouri Western. It's been so cool to see up in person, and uh, I mean it couldn't happen to a better group. Um, and then just with the high school, I mean we had six district champions uh, just in the city alone, and then, I mean, you go outside the city, you have the Platte Valleys, the Mountain, Mountain Cities, the Stanberries. I mean, it goes uh, far beyond. I mean, it's just been a, it's been a really cool time. And uh, I've been, I've been here now. This is my, uh, my sixth basketball season. I've been in town and um, just nothing unlike anything I've ever witnessed. So, um, yeah, rest is for the weary. We will sleep in April, Clifton. Absolutely. I, I definitely, congratulations in my props. And I know Brandon's props and congratulations go out to all those teams who achieved success here in the last couple of weeks. It's uh, congratulations to you all. So, um, Brandon, let's talk about the first half of this ball game. Um, this is a ball game. This is the first half that really uh, maybe got a three. It was maybe a three-point, maybe a three-point lead maybe was the highest in the entire, like, first half. A um, lot of back and forth, a uh, lot, of, lot of lead changes in this game. So, um, Brandon, just uh, your thoughts on the first half of this game. Uh, yeah, as you kind of were saying, uh, no team led by more than three for the first. Uh, I mean, really until the, the end of the third quarter, no team led by more than three. Uh, Benton was having six, some success with their press, and then Jada Cox got her second foul. And uh, so then, uh, I mean, Benton has to go to the bench, and uh, once they take off Jada, they kind of try to, to get out of that press that they do. And um, they kind of got out the, the press fuels Benton's offense, obviously, because then they get out in transition, they can they get some buckets. Um, and so that kind of just took it away. I mean, uh, they were able to get some threes in the first half. They got one from, from AOA Morlock, and um, they were able to, to, to shut down Elias for the most part. But, yeah, just not very much offense going on there that first half, and uh, both teams still trying to figure each other out. No one really having any big mistakes, and uh, Benton pointed to the halftime with a one-point lead. 
Yep, and uh, Benton, uh, Benton and Elias, neither 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 team shot over 30%. Uh, Benton shot 28% in the first half. Elias shot 26%. So it was not a very good shooting performance for both teams, but it ultimately what happens in the scoreboard here. In the third quarter, um, Benton was able to extend the lead to four points. And then the fourth quarter, this is where the scoring really started to pick up a little bit. Uh, Jada Cox got back into the game. Um, really got out of foul trouble, was able to get into the scoring column. Kelsey Johnson, um, Lauren Burright was able to go to work. So, um, to kill, and um, Benton was able to um, pull away from Jeff City, Helias. Helias was able to, Helias, there was about a, an eight-point game, and then Helias was able to close in within five to end the game here. 47-42, Benton was able to defeat Helias Catholic to go on to another state championship game. It seems like, um, Brandon, just uh, your thoughts on the second half. Oh, yeah. So, it was, I mean, it was a tie game, 25-25 going into the final minute. And then uh, Lauren Burright uh, makes, a, makes a basket in the lane. And then uh, and then every Morlock uh, chuck ball down the floor. She or, or she had a ball in transition, that is. Um, and she finishes it at the buzzer uh, at the lane. And uh, so, they kind of end on a quick 4-0 run. And, uh, I mean, four at that point was the biggest leap in the game. And, I mean that just felt like it gave them a lot of momentum, and then they come out come out in the fourth quarter to score, uh, score two more buckets and go up eight. And uh, here you think, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna walk away with this, but um, credit Hawaii, they were able to make a couple shots to get the lead back down to three uh, with one minute to play. But then uh, Jada Cox comes on and and she hits an and one, and uh, kind of at that moment you you had an idea that that Benton was gonna be safe and. Uh, yeah, Warren Burright was great. They got two offensive rebounds, missing the front end of a one-and-one. One. Um, Benton did, and, and that's what, I mean, that just gave him extra possessions, and I think that was just kind of the backbreaker uh, for for Elias. And uh, he had 12 points from Warren, 11 points from Kelsey, and uh, Benton marches on. Absolutely. Uh, real quick before we continue on with you, um, we're gonna go. We're gonna throw it to some sound from that you were actually very kind enough to provide for the podcast of, of coach um, Chris Michaels and some of the players um, after tonight, after today's win of Jeff City Haliah. We knew that coming into that game that was going to be a tough one, right? We played them earlier in December. Um, we felt like we didn't play our greatest game back in December. Um, we still feel like that that wasn't the best showing, right? We gave them some opportunities that we don't normally give people. Um, press didn't work as well as we wanted it to, and so we'll go back and fix those things. Um, but here, here's the deal. I mean, we went, we went into halftime, what were we, up one? Okay, up one at halftime, and then to come out and just kind of stick your nose in the grind and, and do what we need to do to seal a game, that's, that's big time. And, you know, we told them um, experience being here already last year was going to help them out. Um, and so that's what we leaned on, and, and we leaned on some uh, some talent that we have. We, right, we had some people in some foul trouble all through the first half that we aren't used to playing without. We had some girls step up, you know, and so uh, we felt like we finished the game way better than we started the game. Well, I mean, obviously this started, you know, last March. Uh, when we walked out of this place with a fourth place finish. And we were happy to be here. We were happy to take fourth, don't get me wrong. But we knew that we had left some things on the table. Uh, we knew that we, when we got back here, because we knew we were coming back, um, when we got back here, we wanted to do do better than we did last year. And so we've done better than we did last year. And now there's, you know, the icing on the cake is up there and the and the cherry on top is there for us to go go ahead and go eat that. Were any of the girls 
mean, this is huge. We've been working on working for this all year, and last year we weren't satisfied with fourth place, so we were in the gym working hard all year, and it paid off. But we're not done yet. Uh, Coach, early on it looked like you were wanting the girls to kind of push the pace, but it looked like maybe starting in the second quarter you were, you were content with slowing things down, which I thought it seemed like it frustrated Weissel because they really wanted to get the ball down court. How much did you think that kind of affected what they wanted to do? I mean, here's the deal. We, you know, we practice, we practice a lot of different things. Um, you know, we press a ton. Uh, we have nine different presses and seven different half-court defenses that we work continuously um, um, all year. And, you know, our, our program and tradition is built on defense. And so what we felt like is we got in foul trouble, um, so we pulled the press off. And when we pull our press off, you know, a lot of times that means that we're going to kind of die down just a tad bit offensively and, and get shots that we want. Because now that we're not pressing, we're going to give them the opportunity to come down and get into their offense. So we need to score every possession at that point. You know, when you're pressing, it's, it's nice and, and fun to, to get turnovers and quick scores. When you're not pressing, you have to take advantage of every possession. And so our girls understand that and they know that. Um, sometimes they do that, sometimes they don't, right? But the, the good thing is, is, again, we leaned on experience. Experience pulled the ball out, slowed the ball down. You know, we got into some things that Helias had not seen um, us run. You know, we've put some things in specifically for, for this state tournament. And so um, there's new things out there that, that they were not used to. And so I think that did frustrate them just a tad bit. Um, Coach, which did you think was better or bigger, the fact that you all scored back-to-back -back baskets in the third quarter? I mean, at that time, four points was the largest lead for any team all game, or shutting down Helias offensively for the first half? 100% shutting shutting down Helias. Um, any Benton coach that comes here and says different will be fired. Okay, <laughs> defense is where we live. Defense is what we talk about. Defense is what we spend our time on. Um, offensively, you know, it's it's pretty simple out there. We let them play basketball and, and we let them do. We give them some tools that they need. But defensively, that's where they they earn their their money. Well, I mean, I mean, here's the deal. I'll, tell, I'll be 100% honest. If, if uh, these four up here would would uh, attack the basket a little bit more and get 33 in foul trouble a little bit faster, Lauren Burwright's life would have been a little bit easier. Um, and so we continually told her that. Uh, but, I mean, here here's the thing. We knew that that was what was going to be, right? She's a good player. Um, this is her home now, you know. She, she's coming here eventually. And um, we, we told our girls that she was going to be there. But when you get a big in foul trouble and now they're questioning whether they can go for the shot or whether they can stand there, or whether they can take this or that, that becomes easier on Lauren. And so when, when we kind of uh, listened and, and we did what we were supposed to do, Lauren becomes a little bit more free. Um, Lauren Burright is, she, you know, she's, she's tough, right? Like it, it, we tell her all the time that we're afraid she's going to break somebody in half when she goes to her little spin move. And so we tell her to go for it and we tell her to attack. Um, I think that the biggest problem tonight for us was we allowed way too many offensive rebounds. What we give up? Uh, total rebounds, 32, 11 offensive rebounds. That's about 10 too many for, for what we want to do. Hey, how did you just feel the, the momentum switch there uh, late in the third quarter and the fourth? You guys were able to kind of, I think, rally up a, a six-hell run really start to get momentum on I mean, back-to-back -back baskets, just we feed off of them so much. The intensity in the gym. Obviously, our parents are going crazy when we get back-to-back -back baskets. It just really hypes us up. For you guys, we see Coach on the sideline, animated, whatever you want to call it. What is it like playing for him at this point? 
We love him. <laughs> when he's running up and down the sidelines, it just pumps yeah. him up even more. And I don't know, he brings us a lot of energy out on the court. I mean, let's be honest, Chris, right? Like, like intensity is all fine and dandy, and me me going off on the sidelines all fine and dandy, but um, it's it's really just so that they know that there's someone there that loves them, right? They, they hear my voice every day in the practice gym. Yeah, they hear mom and dad in the stands, but it's different when the guy that talks to you every single day is the voice that you hear, right? So we're loud because we want them to hear us. They hear us. We play music in our gym all day long, right? Sherry got to experience that yesterday in the in the shoot around, and in in, not today in the shoot around because we broke the speaker. But um, you know, yesterday in the shoot around, we're we're at Springfield Catholic, and and the gym is bumping, right? And they still hear us, and we do that because we know that we want to be here, um, and so. Yeah, what I'm screaming out there is is we love you and we want you to play hard and and I mean I let them do everything else right like they earn all that stuff and uh, I know that a lot of people like to talk about about me kind of going crazy on the sideline intensity and the monsters and all that stuff but here's the deal they could do it without me right like they could um, I got a special group right we're 13 deep all 13 of them score I know you've heard me say that about a million times this year but I'm serious um, all 13 of them score they all practice like they can score um, and the reason that we play the way that we do is because we we have 13 players in our gym that love to compete and love to prepare right the games are fun but the preparation is what they love to do and once again thank you so much Brandon thank you so kind enough for providing that sound um, Benton will go on to play John Burroughs Tomorrow night at 6 o'clock at the JQH or the JHQ Arena. I forgot which one it was, but it's one of those at 6 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> so, the JQH Arena, 6 o'clock against John Burroughs. Um, let's, talk about, um, let's talk about this potential matchup, just your thoughts on um, Bitten's keys and what do you think they need to do in order to beat John Burroughs. Yeah, um, so, I mean, with Benton, I mean, what you see is what you get. They're going to play in your face defense. They're going to they're gonna press you this year. They're going to try to get us around tra- some, transi- some transition buckets. And um, when that's not going for them, when they're just getting rebounds and they can't get in transition, they're they're going to do what they do. They're going to play slow on offense. They're going to uh, try to try to get you to, to suck inside and then kick it out, try to get a three or – they're going to have girls driving baseline and trying to finish up the rim. I mean, that's just kind of what they do. It's what we've seen from Benton for the last, I mean, 20 years. It's uh, it's they, they stick to it. And what it comes down to for Benton, it's it's all about their defense. If they can have a team in the 20s or the or right around 30 going into the fourth quarter, Benton is going to like where they're at because that means the pace is playing in their hand and uh, they're going to be able to, to, to keep up with that scoring if a team is, uh, on pace for about 60 points or something like that. That's that's not the kind of game that is wanting to play. So um, for them, yeah, it just comes down to to defense. How much havoc can they create? Can they rebound the ball enough? They gave 11 offensive rebounds tonight, and uh, coach said that was 10 too many. Um, so he doesn't want even one offensive rebound, I guess. Um, but but uh, Benton, they've won uh, since losing the Hawaii's back in December. They've won 19 of the last 20. And that was to the class six runner up in Kansas, uh, away the north. So I think if you're Benton, uh, you got to go in with confidence. This is a team that was here last year. They know what it takes. Uh, took away fourth last year. Already guaranteed a, a first or second finish. And I guess we'll see how it all plays out tomorrow night at six. 
Absolutely. Uh, Benton versus John Burroughs, 6 p.m. Um, there in Springfield. John Burroughs on a 16-game winning streak. Uh, Benton on a 13-game winning streak, as you mentioned, 18 out of the last 19 they've won since that matchup with Helias last in December in Jeff City. But um, that is Benton. But um, I want to talk about uh, you being more on being a member, basically, of the Mile High Club, especially in the last week. Having to having to go to Hayes, then you got to go to Springfield, and then right after Springfield, you're going to Birmingham, Alabama. So, um, just um, we've already had a post game show about Missouri Western and their victory over Ford Hayes. Just I want to bring you on a little bit, just kind of an expanded, just um, give your thoughts on Missouri Western's um rise to a Central Region title, and um, how do you think they'll match up in the Elite Eight? Yeah, so I mean, kind of the first thing that I think of when I just think about this, uh, this run to this run from Missouri Western is just how much Candy Whitaker, the head coach for the third year now, how much she has kind of just forced confidence upon her players. Even, even last year when they were struggling, she kept telling them like, guys, the wins are going to come. Like, just just stick with the process. Just believe in me, the wins are going to come. For a team that had really, I think it was. Uh, two wins going into the final month and a half of the season of a 22-game schedule. I mean, all freshmen, these are 18-year-old girls coming into college. I mean, that's that's tough. And uh, Candy just stuck with it, and that's just what she continued to do. Um, even even this year, the end of the season, I mean, they uh, they they finished three and six going into the into the postseason, and uh, they still thought they could go out and beat every team in the country. And then, what do you know? They go beat uh, Swatu, who I think was ranked top 15 in the nation, second seed in the in the region. They go out and beat them by 34, 111 to 77. And then uh, Kearney already beat them twice this year, and they've had fits against Kearney trying, trying to just even score the ball. Um, and what do you know? They're down 14 in the first quarter. They come back and win. Fort Hayes down 21 to a team yet again. They beat them twice in the regular season. And they come back, uh, tie the game middle of the fourth quarter, and uh, you hit a game winner with eight seconds to go. I think it just kind of goes, as I said, back to the confidence that Candy uh, breeds into these girls, and and they don't look scared. If if there's a girl that's in the starting lineup who uh, isn't executing, like like Candy said, she says execution all the time. I mean, she played 13 girls in the first nine minutes of the game uh, in the regional final in a time of the year where coaches tighten up their benches. They play six, seven. Eight girls. If you play eight, sometimes you're uh, you're a maniac. And Candy's that you're playing 13 in the first quarter of a of a Sweet 16 game. So uh, I think she just has the faith in in all of her players that uh, it, somebody it has to be somebody that has it going uh, on any given night, and uh, she's willing to to go deep in the bench and find out who that is. And as far as uh, how they match up, it's going to be the seventh seed taking on. Second seed at Grand Valley State. Uh, I've watched uh, all three of their games for the regional tournament, kind of looking back at their stats and whatnot. They they have two guards who are kind of both combo guards, and uh, they can really handle the ball. They can they can drive, they can shoot, and uh, they've got a girl Emily Spitzy who can uh, who can really shoot the ball. She had 28 points, um, many I think five three pointers in the regional semifinal win. I mean they're they're a good team. Um, if uh, they also have the number one defense in the entire nation. Uh, I believe giving up 51 points a game, and um, I think I think again, if you're Western, you just like your depth. You like uh, how you match up with with anybody because of that depth. You can uh, you can exploit any matchup you think you may have. Jalen Haggard shooting the ball really well, 
Um, you got girls like Michael Gray who are coming off the deep, off the bench and playing exceptional defense. And that final that final play against Fort Hayes, she guarded four different players in one possession. I mean, they just have uh, so many girls who can come off the bench. And obviously when their starters have a role in like Bree and Corbin and Connie, if they're all scoring in double digits, you got to like their chances. And, um, again, I think they've probably – already beat the best team in the country, maybe in Fort Hayes. And uh, I I don't think anyone here in in Birmingham, Alabama should scare them. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, uh, we're, we're sitting here. We sat here and watched, uh, maybe not literally watched, but we've uh, heard either heard or watched on Twitter in the um, division one NCAA tournament, how, how, how high seeds are just falling here. And you want to be definitely be playing your best ball in March. And that's what Missouri Western is doing right now. I mean, the Missouri Western women, you know, the Northwest men are doing what they're supposed to do um, with all these high schools, um, our six St. Joseph schools alone, w- winning district championships. When we do a 2021-2022 season of review, this is definitely going to be a point in the season where we're going to look back and we're going to have a lot of great memories definitely talking about, not just at the end of this year, but definitely for years to come. So, Brandon, my man. I want to thank you so much for um, coming on and joining me here and um, once again providing that Benton Cardinal sound um, for the podcast. Um, get yourself a break, man. You're going to need it for the next couple of days. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. We'll talk to you down the road. Uh, I mean, I got a I got a game to cover again in eight, 18 hours, Cliffy, and then I got eight hours worth of driving to get to Birmingham, and then I got to cover probably three more games. There's there's no breaks coming up. There There's no breaks. That's just, that's just how I like it. Well, Brandon, uh, like you said, we'll sleep in April. So thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Sounds good. Thank you, Cliff. Again, huge thank you to Brandon Zinner of News Press Now. Always does tremendous work. Brandon, good luck to you in your coverage of tomorrow's state championship game and Missouri Western Women's Elite Eight. Again, Benton, Cardinal, Benton Lady Cardinals are playing John Burroughs, the Bombers, Tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at the GH at the JHQ Arena on the campus of Missouri State. If you want to watch the game, it is on Misha TV. Now, if you've already paid for tonight's game, or you already paid, maybe you watched LeBlanc Boys last weekend. If you paid for either one of those, you don't have to pay again. It is $15 for the whole weekend. So if you paid for tonight, or if you paid for last weekend, you are already set to watch the state championship game tomorrow night or any other of the Show Me Showdown games there in Springfield. I want to thank Brandon once again for coming on and um, doing the recap with me and sending me sound. Uh, tomorrow night we will be back um, recapping the state championship game from Springfield. Until then, take care, everybody.